March 25th, 2020, coronavirus update, Robot Scott Bringing you all the latest and greatest news and events of the world, including COVID-19. What are we going to do about it? What are you personally going to do about it? How are you going to prevent the spread of COVID-19, Todd? Thoughts, comments? Why do you think they didn't call it COVID-20? No idea. Because they think it started last year? I don't know. Well, I'm wondering, did it, is it because it started last year or because there are 18 other COVIDs before it? It's a very real possibility, the latter of what you said. I feel like you, the man with the hooded shirt with the pink heart sticker on it, are going to look this up right now. So <clears throat> I will continue an intro of the show. I'll continue to intro the intro of the show, I, sh- I should say. Wednesday evening here, bro pod. Uh, your coronavirus COVID-19 Uh-oh. headquarters. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We have an update. What in the world is the reason for it being called COVID-19? COVID-19 is, 19 is the name given by the WHO, World Health Organization, on February 11th, 2020, okay. for the disease of the novel coronavirus SARS-CoV-2. It started in Wuhan, China Wuhan. in late 20... 20- Lou, late, so wrong, late 2019 has since spread worldwide. COVID-19 is an acronym that stands for Co- Coronavirus Disease. Virus Disease of 2019. So that's why they didn't jump in with the 20, because it started in 2019. By the way, I, I heard your reaction to, to Wuhan. How is it possible you're, I'm the first person you've heard say that? Every time I see Wuhan, China, I go, Wuhan. And I say, they do have us all in check. Because we're all fucking working from home. What is that from? Woo-ha, woo-ha. It's Buster Rhymes. Wuhan. Yeah, it's Buster Rhymes. Oh, yeah. From, I don't know, 1997 or something. Damn, that's a good song. What's the name oh, of that song? Ago. I don't know, but I feel like you're going to look it up now. Uh, you know what? I'm going to stop saying it. I'm going to stop breaking the fourth wall. Because anytime you ask a question <laughs> and I see you look away from Oh, it's from called Wuha Got You All in Check. There you go. What year? Because I just threw out 97. Uh, let's see. I feel like I'm going to take the under. I think it's before Oh. What do you think? Now that I stop and think about it for more than a half second, 95. It was recorded in 95, but released in 1996. Nope, that counts. 95. Because I was there. I was in the studio. Me and Busta, we were uh, talking dreads. That's a good song. Because God knows I had dreads in 96. And uh, I was getting tips from Busta, and he he was keeping me in check. And telling me that I'll never have the kind of dreads he has, and he's right. He's absolutely right. So, are you? You're not listening to it now, are you? I am listening to it. Oh, it's got ODB on it too, or at least this remix version does. Okay. Um, hey, one, one have you, look. Have you home. seen uh, Buster Rhymes recently? I think we've talked about this. Have I seen him recently? Yeah. I don't know the last time I saw him. I mean, he makes appearances every now and again. I've, I've seen him in the last 10 years, probably. Why, is he weigh 350 pounds or something? <clears throat> He's a bigger fellow. The waistline is definitely not all in check. Okay. Good Coming from, from one, one so portly fellow so, so, to another. So he's, bu- he's bust a seams? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I got nothing but respect for Busta Rhymes, but he no, has... You, uh, we, we, we all know you can't talk shit, but I'm saying, is it Busta Seams? Is that what's happening? Yeah, more Busta seems. He lo- actually he looks kind of like uh, what's the comedian from Thirty Rock? Tracy Morgan. Yeah, he looks a little bit like Tracy Morgan. Really? So yeah, he doesn't have know. the dreads. 
No, he's got. I don't know if you can see this. Oh boy, fourth wall. Todd is turning around his camera. Can you see that? No, you need to pull it down a little. If you can. All I can see is your reflection. Or my reflection. That's me, isn't it? All I can see is me. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll look up. I can look up a picture of Buster Rhymes 2018. Can you see it now? No. I still just see myself. It's re- Oh, there it is. Hang on. Hang on. Now I start to see it as you pulled away. Okay. He doesn't look like Tracy Morgan. I mean, Not he's got exactly. the short hair and he's put on some he's weight. Got the, but it, it's got the shape of Tracy Morgan. All right. Fair enough. I Jelly Bean Morgan? looks like him. Yeah, no, Jelly Bean does not look like him. Oh boy! All right, what readjust. were we talking about? I forgot. You're talking. Uh, we we're talking about Wuhan, China, and COVID nineteen and the the, the etymology of yes. COVID nineteen. I think we've covered that. So, did you know? And I heard this today on a, a, a rambling podcast that I don't normally listen to. That so Wuhan is where it started, as you just illustrated. Did you know that apparently? As best as they can tell, it started at the epi, ep, epicenter, at the epicenter of a, like a disease. I, I don't, I don't know what it was called, like a, uh, like this, like the equivalent of the CDC, but it was in Wuhan. So basically, the place where they house all the diseases, that's where they say COVID nineteen, that's where patient zero was. No, I didn't know that. Oh, that's crazy. Like you think those places would be under lock and key? Maybe not in Wuhan, China, but. Pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Hey, since we don't have a topic list tonight, and since you just summoned the ghost of Larry David, the ghost of <laughs> dun, season dun, dun, 10, dun. Let, us, uh, let us do a quick curb recap. Season's over. Of the season episodes. finale or just the season in general? The Lubai, either one. We can start with the season finale and then give our general thoughts. I, I think, based on some things I saw on HBO Now, that you've been rewatching season eight, it looks like. I started fun. to. No, I started to. Um, Gave up on that? <laughs> excuse me. Uh, no, I just... I haven't had time to. I Yeah, I, I started to and then I kind of forgot about it. Okay, fair enough. So thoughts on uh, Season 10, 10. Season 10, Episode 10. Episode 100 in the series. Whoa. 100 really? Episodes. They always have 10 episodes? I didn't know that until I, I think one of those Instagram... Handles that I follow or something. It said this was the 100th episode. So, yeah. Apparently they do. Cough, cough. Here we go. Final episode recap by Todd of BPSD. Bro I, I mean, I don't know about a recap. I, I'm right, trying to think about fair. what happened in the in the episode. But um, I would... I mean, it, it was good. It wasn't my favorite episode of the season for sure. Why? What's that? I said why. Um, Just not as funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think some of the stuff we talked about, like, in episode nine, which is what we talked about last week, just some of the sort of things that happened became, were kind of ridiculous. Oh, what I, one thing I didn't notice when I was watching season eight, yes. uh, Leon gets coffee, and it's from Mocha Joe's. Oh, yeah, Mocha <laughs> so Joe's was... Did not I didn't have... realize that Mocha Joe's had been... Oh, yeah. I mean, they weren't a character before, but I didn't realize they were... Part of the uh, Curb universe. I'm I'm going out on a limb here because I have not rewatched anything, but I'm pretty sure he was like on the lot a couple times. Like he's been in several episodes. I don't know if he had that exact standstill store, but he had like a cart on the on you know the place where where Larry works or whatever. Um, yeah, he's been around for sure. So when I saw him season ten episode one, I was like, oh yeah, look at Joe. I remember him. Um, I the thought villain. the sort of like 
Spite store with all the famous people. Eh. Way too far. The Mila Kunis and the yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean that wasn't bad, but like that didn't do much for me. Okay. The uh, the 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 Big Johnson thing seemed weird. Yeah, that was the, how that caused all the bad stuff. I'm like, how it's it's <clears throat> when this person is turning, it's raising up and knocking things off. I was like, That's I, if the anything, thing. it's it's gonna like it's still gonna dangle and just sort of knock down. The the, the height of the of of this the, man was not such that right. it would Very be like man. would be swinging above his his belt line. So particularly that part, yeah, particularly the watch. In the at the country club, I was like, no, like <laughs> it would be well below the the counter, the countertop. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? Maybe the candles or the the, the heated mugs or whatever. Yeah, it was I hard to tell the height on that, but the watch yeah. was the one I was like, come on. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um, I and the this his sort of like racist sort of comments with the the mixed race couple was, I mean, I, oh, yeah. that just seemed completely out of left field. Which it was, and I know they do that. I will say I did like the uh, sec, the whole second opinion bit about his knee between the yes. two doctors. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that was probably my favorite part surgeons. of the episode. That was that was the favorite subplot for me. The favorite moment and the favorite line. Well, first of all, I thought the very beginning was very funny. The the Today Show bit where they actually got Hoda, and oh. I don't know that guy's name, but you know the guy that from yeah, Dateline yeah. and everything else. I thought that was very well done. I, I just. Hate the Today Show, so like oh, I, obviously that I guy that too. he obviously played it pretty straight and did it well, yeah, but he did. I don't know. I and then he called his pocket square dandy. <laughs> <laughs> that I thought was, was good. Pretty good. Um, but no, my favorite moment was the scene you were talking about with the the mixed race baby. The beginning of it when they when the the couple just arrived and uh, Larry was asking about you know if, can you scare a baby out and then he went through the whole scenario. You know, Jeff's like, you'd be hiding in the bushes? Yeah, why not? That'd be 50 bucks. I hide in the bushes. And he jumped out. And then Jeff's like, goes through the whole thing. Is like, well, what What if you had to take him to the hospital? He's like, hey, I'm out. Like, he went through this whole scenario. And then that was another, oh. like what we were talking about last week or a couple of weeks ago. That was another instance where they were clear, like, improvising. And yes. Jeff was just, like, egging him on. Like, when he 100%. dropped the pizza and he picked up the cheese. Yes. <laughs> he's like. Yeah, he was an instigator yeah. in that scene, for sure. <laughs> he's, he's just like. Let me see how far I can get Larry to take this. In in that sort of mini subplot, I did like Jer- uh, Jerry Larry trying to sit on the sort of uh, chaise lounge. <laughs> I hate those like, chairs. I hate. It's I, like how I, do I, I sit on this that. thing? Yeah, <laughs> you get so far so back. Your shoes are on it, and it's like, what do I do now? <laughs> I've had that exact like a little experience. Kid. <laughs> I know, just a giant chair, like his feet dangling at first, and he kept sliding back. And I love how this is because this is totally something I would do too. Like the guy is clearly trying to talk to him and he's obviously not paying attention because he's trying to get comfortable in this stupid ass chair and sliding up and down. I don't even remember what the what that character, what the black guy was saying to him. And I was I mean, which is the point. I think they were talking about the watch. They got to that eventually. When he finally got settled, the guy's like, All right, so you clearly came here to give me the watch. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't remember like, what they're, what they're talking I mean. about. I have no idea what he was talking about. I mean, he kept interrupting himself matter. and saying, "Jerry, just get comfortable." Or not, Jerry. Now you got me saying, "Jerry, Larry, just get comfortable in the chair." But yeah, that was well done. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the only other thought that I can think that we haven't covered is I thought the, you know, the very end with 
now the new neighbor being Mocha Joe who got like, come on. Like, yeah. it's not like, it's like, let's wrap everything up really fast. It's like, no. Yeah, that was kind of, it was a little too clean. Plus, I mean, Larry's already blown, what, $200,000 on a couple yeah. of cars. Like, just move. Right. It's clearly not a big deal. He blew you don't need to live in cars. that house. He blew a quarter million on the FCC fine because Mocha Joe stole the DVDs. Like this season, he's just hemorrhaging money. So, yeah, totally, I mean, the ultimate still. spite would be like, yeah, you bought this house to spite me and I'm just going to move like four houses down. I don't give a fuck. Right. Or I really I honestly thought he was going to buy it himself from that. when he Yeah, had, he when said he, had... he said I should buy it like when uh, what's his name? The, re- the realtor name. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Yeah. Famous from I Love the 90s. Yeah. Good, good or originally actor. famous from I Love the 90s. He's gone on to many yeah. more things. Good character actor. Um, yeah, I agree. Not not the best episode. Um, had some funny moments, but so overall season season review. Give me a letter grade. Uh, I give it. I don't know B plus. I thought it was a good season. Like it was okay. solid. I liked it more than last season. I'd say. Okay. I don't disagree. I was thinking B or B plus, which is a solid score. It's. I mean, it's. It's hard. There, it's, I can't think of the season the, I love the most. Yeah, it's it's not the the best season of the show, but yeah. It's it's a really good one. Yeah, and it's still and that's, that's it was, I mean I don't even know if it's a really good one. It's it's it was an enjoyable season. Yeah, it was entertaining. Like most it, most of the curbs, it's not like there's there's some where I'm like, eh, this one isn't as funny. That's only probably like two seasons I felt like kinda like meh. Disappointed. Um, but um this one I thought was just yeah, good quality level. I really like Vince Vaughn. I thought he was good. Uh, yeah, showed up again like, in this one. If he if he's the new Funkhauser, like reoccurring character, I'd be fine with that because he he like you know I think most people sort of learned about Vince Vaughn probably from Swingers or maybe a little after that from definitely Swingers, uh, yes. Wedding Crashers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were if you were a little late, but that sort of smarmy like smartass stuff like that is him to a T, and he like. He doesn't have to be in a lot of scenes and he can really like just sort of yeah. be that kind of wise ass. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he makes an impact. He plays off. Well, um, John Hamm was actually really good. I mean, yeah. I know he had a very limited part. Um, just the one episode. Yeah. I, I kind of wish this season maybe had a little more consistency in like the storylines. Cause they were, I mean, this is the same season where he dated a woman and was like, they went to Mexico worried about their weight or wherever. Like, yeah, that seems like forever ago. I know part of that is because we've been holed up in the house for a few weeks, but everything seems like a long time ago. Well, but it, yeah, but there was the consistent string of Latte Larrys. Like that was true. That, that was, was the there. one through point from one to ten. Every episode, something happened. Yeah, maybe the maybe, maybe having the ten episodes, like you said, they really like button that up too cleanly at the end. Maybe if they yeah. like spread it out a little more towards the middle of the season, because it basically went away. It felt like for. It was secondary while they were, yeah, or, doing or maybe it didn't get like started till like episode five or six. So the Latte Larry thing? No, that started from the get go. Was that like the first episode? Episode I don't one know. is it's when felt... he went to Mocha Joe's and got the table. Oh yeah. Anyway, it it, it it feels like it kind of dipped in and out, and then like like you said, they they packaged it all up at yeah. the end. Yeah, I mean, there which were main I'm points. I'm not completely mad about. It's just uh, right. I don't know. 
Yeah, it was a good season. I liked it. Overall. And the reality is, listen, a 10 episode run, a 10 episode season where you have a full storyline to have a full arc when the shows are generally 30 to 37 minutes, somewhere in that range. That's not a lot of time. I mean, it's five hours, which may seem like a lot to some people, but for a sitcom where you're also doing a lot of other stuff and doing a lot of, you know, gags and pratfalls and trying to bring in all the, I mean, think about the guest stars they had. They had, they had John, you already mentioned John Hamm. Vince Vaughn, Fred Armisen. Yeah, they had um, a ton of ton of guest stars. Oh, yeah. Fred Armisen was good too. <laughs> yeah, about the him. handicap guy. I mean, that was it's that was funny. A great like, I find his uh, Larry's relationship with his assistants to be like super annoying. I know he never wins, but like, yeah, I, you're supposed to root for him to some degree, I think. And sure. I'm like. It's not that I even like agree with him all the time, but I'm always like, I don't want this person to win. Like when, uh, when Carrie Brownstein or whatever had like, would, uh, was constipated and couldn't come to work. I'm like, and, you know, that, I forgot about that, that, yeah. that stuff. I was just like, ugh. and this season, like, it's not the actresses or the actor who's playing the, his assistant's fault. It's just like, those characters are so sort of fucking annoying. Yeah, hateable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when they win, it or not win, but you know what I mean. When they when they succeed at the end, it's just frustrating to me. And Mocha Joe is clearly such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like his that's coffee is worse. <laughs> yeah, that's why the very end was like, uh, I mean, you know, Larry's the down on his luck guy. He's not supposed to win, but it's like, yeah, he got fucked. <laughs> like you got to make and gotta, his assistant now live next door. Yeah, you got to make the assholes win. Yeah doesn't seem right so, so i don't know I, there, I i think the show always has that sort of like aspect to it which is not the worst thing but right and it i can be a I, little frustrating so i also wonder in, in regards to by the way 12 minutes late spoiler alert in regards to the fire that burned down latte larry's i also wonder if he did that because he was just like you know if if and when season 11 comes around i don't want to still be dealing with this and this is one way to completely put it to bed. I could also see oh, yeah. it's definitely not burning down and just not line. even addressing it. Like having a new season and just being like, that's true. I'm just they not going to totally talk about that. Or just totally be like, Jeff would be like, wait, hey, whatever happened to your coffee shop? And he's like, I, I sold, sold it. it. I was done. Yeah. I was, spite was through or whatever. Yeah, I could see that. I also, the, the one, I guess the one feature of this episode we didn't talk about, the the fireman uh, utilizing the, <laughs> the siren. <laughs> to to get to the coffee store faster. And it was funny, too, because I noticed this. I thought he was going to address it. They also parked in, like, four spots, including the handicap spot, like, right in front of the store. And he's like, uh, I saw you guys on the road. I mean, I, you, you knew you knew it was going to, like, fuck him over in the end. But Of course. The, again, like, taking it a little extreme where he's, like, weaving in and out to stop. Like, maybe you don't get over it, but you're probably not, like... By the way... Cock-blocking the, way, the uh, I had this fire thought, and I, engine. <laughs> I, I had this thought, and I hope a lot of Seinfeld fans had this at all. Had this at the same time. The way Larry was, you know, switching from lane to lane, very much reminded me of the Seinfeld episode where they changed the interstate to the wide lanes, and Elaine's like, "Ooh!" And there's a shot of her in a car, like weaving, just kind of, you know, <laughs> sliding back and forth. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was almost the exact same shot. Her scene was at night, and his was in the what day. What season was that? I don't even remember that part of Seinfeld. It was it was pretty late. It was season eight or season nine. Uh, Kramer and um, Newman had gotten. They were doing uh they were doing like the highway cleanup thing, and they also got they got a they got black paint because they just decided their mile was going to be like a luxurious mile, 
And so it was supposed to be four lanes, and they took uh, out yeah. the middle two <laughs> white rows. And so it was just these super wide lanes, and the lanes like, ooh, how luxurious. Yeah, classic stuff. But nice. So I have no idea if that was intentional, like a, uh, you know, an Easter egg type thing that Larry did or not. But Who knows? I hope so. I hope so. Um, so what do you want to now? I mean, Curb is over. Sports are not happening. Like, what's what's there for your entertainment viewing? Let's help I mean, I'm watching out. watching Westworld. I don't oh, know right. if you watch Westworld. I am not watching Westworld yet. I, I mean, might, have you, I, I have you watched season one. season one and two? I've only seen season one. I gave up on season two. It's interesting there. I'm on like a message board with some other people and they they had dropped out season one and they went back through and sort of binged one and two together and they're all like oh i loved season two more and i was like oh it's interesting because most people i think that were into westworld or a lot not most people a lot of people really like season one and then season two was a little too scatterbrained and people kind of like lost interest or just couldn't follow what the fuck was supposed to be going on because there's like six parks and so, there's the the ninja storyline and the future yeah, and all that shit. This is going right over my head, but just again, spoiler alert. So, well, season, season two. I'm not talking about season three. No, either. I know, I know, but still. So season two, and maybe a little bit in season one. I don't, it was a long time ago when I watched season one. Season two is when they basically become aware. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, at the end of season one, there's that's sort of like yeah, yeah, they kind, kind of, of the cliffhanger, the yeah. Okay, okay. And then season two is sort of their awakening, and so, so again, I've only seen season one. It almost entirely took place in the Wild West, except for the, you know, the view behind the behind the scenes, if you behind will, behind the curtain, yeah, which are clearly kind of futuristic lab, yeah, yeah. setting. Um, I have no idea what season two even looks like. I have no clue. I saw, I, I think it was before I was watching uh, this episode of Curb, they had an episode, or they had a, a commercial for Westworld. And until the very end, I had no fucking idea it was for Westworld. <laughs> I was like, what is this sci-fi dog shit I'm watching? And then I was like, oh my God. Because at the very so, end, I what? recognized that female lead, and I was like, whoa, this is, this is what... This has like, this has no connection to season one. Like that's Dolores. Oh, so you didn't watch in any of season two? You like dropped no, out like episode. I don't one. think I watched. Yeah, I don't think I watched a season. Oh, we should watch. Episode. I mean, season two is good. It's like it. It takes you have. To, it's one of those shows again. Like you can't be looking at your phone and watching it, or you can, yeah, but you're not going to follow what's that's, going on. That's not a problem for me. That's I just. I mean, some that's people not... like half pay attention to shows. Like I know. I know. Westworld. You know, a lot of the like prestige dramas you can't do that to right or if you do you're gonna miss a shit ton of stuff that's going yeah on. you're gonna be out um there. so yeah i'm watching season three um it's good so far it's been two episodes three i can't remember yeah, it's now. early it's definitely early um, um but yeah I, so, like, I like that show i typically watch the office i've watched it two or three times and i'm just sh- watching it again because <laughs> It's like I don't like I don't I can look at my phone and watch The Office and just sort of like dip that in and true. out of it because I've seen um, it all so many times. Let's hang on, hang on. Let's pause right there. First of all, are you watching it on Netflix? I assume. Yes. Okay, it's so gonna it's still go on away Netflix soon. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was going to go away. I think it's um, end of this year, middle of this year, sometime. I don't know. I think I think it's middle. I'm going to be like, bummed because like I've I've rewatched like Parks and Recreation. And that's fun too, but for some reason The Office is just like scratches that itch for me really nicely like so, other sh- i tried watching friends and that show is fucking terrible i don't know oh why God. people 
are so into Friends. Like, I know people probably didn't see it the first time, but I'm like, this show is not funny. I mean, yeah, yeah we no, watched sure it the first time, yeah. but it, it's it is bad. Oh my god, it's just quotable. But it, so, it's just yeah, it's super cheesy. Let's go back to the office for a second. First of all, Comedy Central on the weekends for pretty much eight to ten hours on Saturday and Sunday loops the office. And if I accidentally slash intentionally change the channel, like on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning to Comedy Central, I'm locked in. Like I, I do not change the channel. I will watch it for for six hours in a row. It's pathetic. Yeah, but, it's, it's really easy to watch like multiple. Okay. I mean, I don't usually watch more than an hour and a half or so. But so here, you here's can, you can watch three or four episodes together easily. really easily. Easily. Here's my question though, because I know the answer is. And there's a very obvious answer, but I want to see if you're a deep cut office guy. When did the office jump the shark? See, at what point I did mean, it every, stop being everybody's awful? like after Michael left. That's the obvious it, answer. It was. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I can watch through the whole time. I mean, I'm guessing your answer is after Jim and Pam get married. Maybe. I don't um. Know. No, it's not. I think, and this was pretty late, so this this is just credit to how good the show is. I don't remember what season it was. I'm not going to be able to name the episode or anything. The segment, well, I guess I could just say when it became Saber. When, uh, what's her name? What's the actress? The, from Misery. Rose, uh, um, what's her name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, um, shit, I can't remember her name either. Okay. When she came on. And I'm not saying it's her fault. Uh, uh, Kathy Bates. Yes. Amazing. Um, I, don't, I was thinking Rosa Parks for some reason. Uh, when she came on, again, not her fault. She's an incredible actress. But it just like, and like Gabe became more of a character, and he's just. I really like Gabe though. I well, I know you do, and you have an you have an affinity for him because of um, Silicon Valley. But so I'm rewatching. I haven't gotten to that part where Gabe or um, what's her face Aaron are even on yet so yeah I, yeah. I had forgotten there I'm just cruising along with like uh, Holly yeah. has just come into the picture so and that was fine I mean the Holly part was annoying at times but like the episodes where where they were actually in Florida are are borderline unwatchable and then whatever the British lady's name is was the worst casting decision they could have made. She's horrible. The episode where, where they talk about tacos, it's hilarious. That is true. Where he bought, yeah, he gets like $20 or $50 yeah. from her or whatever. Daryl's like, like she's like, we're going to have tacos. She's like, how much are tacos? And he's like, she's like, would, would this cover it? And pulls out, yeah. yeah, like the $20. And he's like, eh. yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> Spends... Six dollars on tacos and yeah. In general, she's sort of an annoying character, but I mean, so is Jan. Yeah, Jan was too. But by the same token, I think the the dinner party episode where they have oh, Jim yeah, and I Pam over that the other day. Yeah, that, that's Jan, that's one of my Jan favorite. Jan was annoying, one. but she also fit well into the cast. Um, yes. I think what's that? I can't remember what the British lady's name is, but she's a little bit of a harder fit. But it it had gotten weird at that point because there was like. Um, what's his name? Well, like Andy was the boss for a while and then he went on the, he took his boat out and uh, he was yeah. gone for like, I was like, was he shooting a movie? Like I always, when people leave the show for like seven, eight episodes in a row, I'm like, he must've been shooting a film. Like that's the only reason he wouldn't be in. And it could have been hangover. I don't know. I don't know if the timing's right for that. Probably not. But, um, yeah, you're looking something up, obviously. 
Oh wait. I'm trying to remember what the name of uh, what's his name? He was in like Sixteen Candles and all those John Hughes movies. Oh. Not um, Andrew McCarthy, but the other guy. No, he was also, James Spader. He was also in Man. James Spader, yeah, James Spader, like famously in Man. I I love James Spader. Pretty much anything that he's in, I'm like, yeah, I'm there for. And he, his character was good, like in the in the late oh, part of it, for sure, for sure. I love because yeah, his character was like just take he charge. clearly is a, just a fucking weirdo. Like he yeah. must be because every character he plays on anything, he's a weirdo. So you know, like, well, people are like, his... "Yep, James Spader would be great for this weirdo role." <laughs> but I mean, think of his character in in Mannequin, which I think is his best role, when he's like the the manager of the department store. Do you remember Mannequin with Andrew McCarthy and James Spader? I I remember the movie. I don't remember James oh. Spader's role. I mean, it's 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 a role that I swear, and I could be right in saying this, <laughs> but I, I have no idea. I swear it was written for Crispin Glover. Like, it's just this super awkward, like gawky manager who's a suck up to um what's her name from golden girls who's like the owner of the department store i don't know why we're doing a deep cut on mannequin but i love it b arthur um, no not b arthur the, um sophia I can't oh estelle getty estelle getty yeah he's like a total suck up and andrew mccarthy's like the you know the young hip kid who dresses mannequins it's funny because they're basically the same age i think who's spader and mccarthy yeah yeah, I'm sure they are. Well, yeah, they or were not, both not part too, of the Brat Pack. Not, yeah, not too far off anyway, maybe like yeah. three or four years. But yeah, Andrew McCarthy was playing the same character he played in Weekend at Bernie's, you know, loose clothing and just flopping around, being a little silly guy, as Andrew <laughs> McCarthy does. Um, why I like Andrew McCarthy, too. Oh, I love Andrew McCarthy. Mostly for those two films, Mannequin and Weekend at Bernie's. I want to. We should watch Weekend at Bernie's. We should do a, a rewatchables. I, I don't need to watch Weekend oh, Bernie's. do a rewatchables. I mean, just It'd be tough to sync that up. Have you ever listened to that podcast? No, no, no. What they do is like they rewatch the movie and then they have topics that they talk through. Okay, I don't remember do what that. the topics are. We should watch Weekend at Bernie's and then because it's I've seen that movie like you probably four million times, but yeah, HBO. It's been, it's been at least twenty five years since I've. Seen I'm gonna it. I'm gonna blow your mind. You ready for this? I yes. own maybe four or five, like purchase from the store VHS cassettes. Weekend of Bernie's is one of them. Wait, not that I'm oh, saying okay. I could actually. Watch I thought you were saying you owned streaming, four or five copies. <laughs> no, no, no. I own like, four or five, Jesus. like no, like with with the jacket VHS. It's like Weekend of Bernie's, Fletch. I think Predator is one of. I don't know. I just have a couple, and I have a whole box of like Man, you know. Why the TDK fuck do you own Predator? Huh? Why do you own Predator? Dude, is that, fuck you, is that a Predator. movie you like? Predator is amazing. The original Predator is I amazing. I didn't realize you were into Predator. That's weird. It's all, just that one. The rest of them are god awful. But the first Predator, where uh, what's his name, where Apollo Creed gets his arm shot off by the Predator. That's amazing. Have you have you ever seen Predator? Um. Or do you remember it? I don't know. You need I to maybe watch. Have it. seen it. I if I have seen kidding. it, I don't remember anything about it. I know you're not an action fan, action film fan, but you need to watch. That's it. not true. I like action movies. Okay, then watch Predator. It's one of the top three action films of all time. I mean, does it hold up it's from like eighty-eight yes! or something? Yeah, eighty-eight. I think that's right. And yes, it does. Predator and Die Hard. Like Die Hard's Die, got a slight Die Hard. I've rewatched. Right Predator's right there. Give it a um, shot. Are you looking to see if Weekend at Bernie's is streaming? I I'm trying to see if there's any way you can 
stream it. Um, You're not doing a good job here. Just look up Weekend at Bernie's. Don't they I really did, and options? nothing's coming up. This is saying oh, it might be on HBO. Ooh. I mean, it was for 14 years, I feel like. Yeah. They're like, we're not letting go of this one. Our diehard Weekend at We are making fans. so much money. <laughs> are definitely going to want to watch this again. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't look like it is because it says you have to buy it on iTunes, Amazon Prime, or Vudu. Everybody's favorite. Yeah, it doesn't show up when I search it on. Yeah, I don't want to pay pay money for it. Well, I'll ship you the VHS. I have no way to watch that. You have to buy a VCR. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably about about probably the fifteen dollars it would cost to buy the movie. It says you can rent it for four dollars on iTunes. Yeah, Um, I just said that. You're not listening. Yes, for four dollars you can watch it on iTunes. Or fourteen on Amazon Prime, or fifteen I think, on. Google. I think you buy it through Amazon Prime. Like I think you, you then own it, ah. whatever that means. Like you digitally. First own of all, it, so you can, just you can watch just it looking at some of, just looking at some of the stats here. How did that movie only make thirty million dollars at the box office? I know it's nineteen eighty eight, but come on, fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a tragedy. That it? Oh my god. Yes. Certified rotten. I wonder if, uh, what's the other one? Hard mannequin. disagree. Mannequin. 1987 Mannequin movie. Here we go. Mannequin. Not rated on Rotten Tomatoes, apparently. Ooh, shame. Weekend at Bernie's 2, which I don't know if I ever actually saw, gets 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, if you didn't see it, <laughs> do not waste your time. <laughs> Mannequin, 1987. Also, we should do this game. I know they do it on the Adam Carolla show, but what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes review is the tomato meter for Mannequin? The critic's choice or the audience score? Let's do both. We got time. I'll do uh, 62 for critics. Okay. What about the audience score? 70. Audience is usually higher. Oh, no, my friend. (laughs) Well, the audience is higher. Mannequin, certified deadly rotten, 22%. What? On the tomato meter, audience score of 55. So a huge I feel goal like that was, that was pretty close on the audience. I feel like that's a pretty popular movie, though. I liked it, obviously. No, I mean, I don't mean just like nostalgic. I, I mean, I feel like people liked it at the time it came out. I would have thought. Budget? Here we go. See, these are the numbers that the studios liked, which is why I don't care what the Rotten Tomatoes says. This movie was a success. Budget, $8 million. Box office, 43 mil. Cha-ching. Put that in your pocket, kids. Andrew McCarthy, Kim Cattrall, before she became a whore on Sex and the City. Estelle Getty. G.W. Bailey. That was the the guy from uh, Police Academy movies. And then, uh, what's his name? James Spader. Classic. Classic flick. Highly recommended for all those listening. Roger, e- and- Roger Ebert says, uh, Weekend at Bernie's makes two mistakes. It gives us a joke that isn't very funny and expects the joke to carry an entire film. Well, Roger can't speak for himself anymore, but I'm telling you, <laughs> it does that both review, of those things. That review is from 2000. What the fuck? Why is he reviewing it in 2000? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like his problem. Where was he? He was reviewing films then. Yeah. I guess he couldn't make it. There were too many other good films coming out in 87. 
Or no, you're talking about Weekend of Murders, 89. Most, of the, uh, most of the positive reviews are, <clears throat> might just be the ultimate wacky 80s comedy, which feels like something that someone paid someone to write. Yes, that's a tagline. Uh, irreverent dead body comedy has plenty of iffy stuff. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. You know. Oh, that's from Common Sense Media, so that's like, should your kids watch it? Oh, oh. I think it's, I mean, there's the one scene <laughs> where the lady comes over and has sex with Bernie, um, but they don't show it, <laughs> you, you just hear it, and then she comes out smoking a cigarette, and they're like, did Bernie, did Bernie just have, have sex? Yeah, yeah. Uh, classic. And then the scene where he's in the boat, and they're dragging him from behind, and it's like, dong! Because he keeps hitting the, the buoys. Hitting the buoys. <laughs> oh, yeah. We definitely need to rewatch this. I'm sure yeah. it is terrible. Jonathan Silverman? I mean, come on. Like, what more do you need in a 1980s, late 80s comedy flick? That one scratches every itch. So look for that on an upcoming episode. You know the problem with this, though, for you, is you have to actually do some work. I watch Weekend at Bernie's outside of the podcast. No, we'll have to, like you said, I don't know, I'll have to listen to a rewatchables from The Ringer. I've never actually listened to one, but you said there's like questions they set up. and. Well, yeah, so they do like, um, I've only listened to a few of them. It, again, it's usually, because I want it to be a movie that I've watched recently or a movie that I've seen enough times that I would know what the fuck they were talking about. So yeah. they did a, one on Shawshank, which okay. I've seen, you know, many times, but I... Even then, there were a couple of parts I'm like, I don't remember that, but because it's probably been, I don't know, 10 or 15 Well, Shawshank is I like a Shawshank. two hour, and 45 minute movie without commercial. And it's one of those movies I've dipped in and out of for sure. Like they yeah, mentioned, yeah, yeah. it was on like, like it didn't do well at the box office and uh, like, but it's been, it was streaming on cable forever. So it's one of those movies yeah. I think played on TNT for like Still does. 20 years straight. Yeah. I saw uh, but they have they have Vegas. they do like sort of like half-assed internet research and like bring up stuff that they found out about the film by researching it on the internet. Yeah. Um, they do sort of like um, I forget what they call it, but like things that oh nitpicks about the oh. film, like things that bother them, things they didn't like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So just like little categories about the stuff you didn't know. Stuff you didn't like, stuff you did like, obviously. Favorite scene, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm all about it. We can do Weekend of Bernie's. We can do Mannequin. Is Mannequin available? I feel like let's you're leaning see. towards Weekend of Bernie's, but let's check Mannequin just to see if it's... I'll watch Mannequin. Another classic. I mean, that's... I feel like these... Oh, it's on Vudu for free. I don't know if I... Can anybody watch Vudu? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Vudu's just an app. Oh, free with ads. That says Mannequin 2. I don't want to watch Mannequin 2. You do not want to watch Mannequin 2. No. <laughs> it's very bad. I think it has Christy Swanson. I think she's the star of that one. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see Mannequin. Uh, Mannequin 2 features... It's Christy yeah, Swanson. Christy sure. Swanson. Who is she? It's really bad. Who is she? Yeah, what's she from? Oh, Todd. I'm just going to let you discover this for yourself. We'll wait. Don't worry. I'm, lo I'm looking. Oh, she's in Ferris Bueller's? I don't know Chris who Kristen Swanson. Swanson is. She was in Pretty in Pink. 
She was the drunk. It's Wait, been a no, long sorry. time since I've seen that. She was in Pretty in Pink, but I don't remember. Yeah. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Or maybe was Buffy the Vampire Slayer? She was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not the show, yeah. the movie. Never seen it. She was in Higher Learning, another classic. Oh, Higher Learning. Wait, is that the one with Brendan Fraser? No, that's School Ties. What's Higher Learning? Higher Learning is the one with Omar Epps. And Michael Rappaport, where Michael Rappaport's like this racist guy, and he oh, ends up yeah. shooting people. Yeah. Wow, she looks very different and that much younger. Very different. Uh, yeah, I I don't have a strong connection to her, so. I'm gathering. <laughs> very disappointing. Um, right. <clears throat> by the way, we could watch any of those movies we just talked about for the first rewatchables <laughs> episode if you wanted to. I'm game for any or all of them. Um, oh, Mannequin is on Netflix. Oh shit! We have a winner. Let's see. You think? Yeah, nope. it's not showing up. Not in my not available. Not available in the United States. It says. I don't know what the fuck that means, but that's some bullshit. <clears throat> I don't like it. No, sir. Also, I don't also, like it. Also, not a, apparently, shitty eighties movies are not streaming that much, which is surprising. Here's let's. We're doing this all wrong. We're doing this backwards. Here's what you're gonna do. Perhaps tonight, not during the show, but tonight. <laughs> Or tomorrow, at some point while you're quote-unquote working from home. Go to Netflix. I'm sure you can categorize by 80s comedies. And just see what is available. And then we'll pick one from that list. How's that sound? That's a good idea. I mean, it would be lovely to do any of the ones we're talking about. But I feel like we just watched a lot of shitty movies as kids. All right. I'm I'm just looking here at uh, 80s movies. Some of our options. All oh, right. Groundhog this Day. I saw that that was streaming. I'd watch that again. That's a 90s film, but go ahead. Almost Is certain it? that's 90 or 91. Eh, I mean, it's listed under 80s movies when I search. So, that's My I've Girl. My Girl, not not really interested in watching that one also again. Also 90, 91, but okay, yeah. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Um, what's Eating Gilbert Grape? Pretty sure that's a 90s movie. Might be 89. Um... I think the Roxbury is definitely nineties movie. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. No. Uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> that movie's so bad. Can you edit? Can you not just read everything you're looking at? I'm not. I'm trying to find one. ones. That oh, you are <laughs> editing? Wow. Yeah. Not a lot of options here. Like I said, yeah. after the show, you can I also. By the way, I don't know if you can look at this online, but you can, you can certainly do it in the app. You should also look at, at HBO, HBO Go, or HBO Now, whichever one is. HBO Go, and see what's yeah, available there. They might have a better selection HBO. of those types of films for us to uh, <clears throat> take part in and enjoy. So, clearly, we got way off track there, but um, I did want to ask, before we leave the HBO range, because we started talking about Curb, did you watch, did you finish watching, because I think you said you were going to watch, uh, McMillions? No, I haven't finished watching it. Have you finished it? Did we talk about this yeah. before? No, we finished it this weekend. Cause I, we started it last weekend, and we forgot about it, and then we finished it this weekend. It's good. I thought it was really well done. I like that Doug Matthews is the attorney, or the FBI guy you were talking about, who's like yeah, the he's star awesome. of the show. Yeah, he's hilarious. <clears throat> uh, but it is, it's an interesting story. It's Again, it's well done, obviously. Not obviously, but all those HBO documentaries generally are well done. So not a surprise there. 
Um, and the outcome is... Well, I won't say anything, because you haven't seen it yet. Just keep okay. watching it. There's okay. only six episodes. It's um, not a huge commitment. Looking through HBO, some, the yeah. first 80s movie I see is Arthur? No. That movie's horrible. <laughs> Dudley Moore, uh, I'm not watching that show. Big? Big is an option. I might watch Big that again. Big is good. Big, is Big good. Top Pee-wee. I do love Big Top Pee-wee. Wait a second. No, I prefer Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, Big Top Pee-wee was... I mean, that really may be in here. I don't I don't know. They're alphabetical, obviously. Right. Big Trouble in Little China. No. We need it to be more of a comedy. I mean, Big Trouble in China is a comedy, I guess, but I feel like that's kind of an action movie as well. Sure. I want straight comedy. Straight comedy. All right. Well, so I will search by comedies it. then. Oh, dear Lord. I'll tell you if I come up with anything else. <laughs> Years from now, we ask our fans when the pod jumped the shark. Well, that, that episode where Todd was just searching things <laughs> on the internet just, and reading. Where we broadcast Todd searching the internet. There's a fucking pandemic going on, and you guys are reading movies from the mid and early 90s and calling them late 80s comedies. No, Big is from it's the not 80s. not how this works. Big is from the 80s, I agree. But some of those early ones, Groundhog Day and, and uh, My Girl and some of the other ones you mentioned. And certainly not the Roxbury. Like, what the fuck? I'm that just telling you what close. I typed it in the Netflix. I know you are. I, I understand. I understand that. I'm just saying self-edit. You know Night that Roxbury is made in 98. So don't read it. I, did I mean, not I never saw that, it. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a hilarious I, movie. I never saw it either. I'm guessing it's not good. It's got to be terrible. They're just like, oh, you, Will Ferrell's you, crazy popular. Let's make money. You, you know what's not a good idea? Taking a mediocre SNL sketch and... Which a is a one-note sketch and stretching it out into a 90-minute comedy. It's, it's happened so many times. They made a movie out of Pat. They made a movie out of uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. They I did. mean, Wayne's World worked, but that but that had more to depth to it. There was more. There was yeah, a there was room of to bits expand. to that. Um, they made a movie out of uh, the Ladies' Man. Oh yeah, I forgot that. I, that was... I haven't seen that, but. I'm guessing it's I saw not great. part of it. I couldn't finish it. Love Tim Meadows, but not again, not a film. <laughs> not something you can do for 90 minutes. Or even 80 minutes. Some of those comedy films are pretty short. This is a Coming 90s up, uh, movie, but the Hudsucker Proxy. I don't know if that's really a comedy. It kind of is. That's like a fantasy movie. I, I really enjoy that movie, but it's more of a fantasy. That's a weird movie. Yeah, it's definitely that's, a weird um, movie. <laughs> aside from, obviously, Shawshank, it's probably Tim Robbins' favorite or it's my favorite Tim Robbins movie. They must have all of, or many of the Coen Brothers movies because I'm seeing several of them hmm. pop up here. Got the whole library. Library. All right, can you not do this now? Yeah, I'm not doing it. That'd be ideal. You're such a liar. <laughs> um, all right, so. I can do two things at once, sort of. No, you cannot. <laughs> Absolutely wrong. So let's... Um, Let's spend the last 15, 20, whatever minutes here focusing on updates on the pandemic. Any thoughts? Have you? What are your thoughts on the development? Do you feel like our country is doing a good job of staying, staying quarantined? Do you also see people out on your walks? I, I know you guys have been on the golf course. You don't probably have the access that I do, but I've seen, um, I, I run down to a high school, Overland High School, just about a mile from my house and... It wasn't true today, but the past two days, there was a full 
field soccer game going on. I'm like, you <laughs> fucking idiots. There's like, you know, 18 people on the field. There's like six, seven people on the sidelines kind of watching. I was like, this is not how this is supposed to work. I understand that they've canceled school here in Colorado for like another three or four weeks, but that doesn't mean you can get your own soccer league going. You're defeating the yeah, they, but anyway. They just canceled school for four more weeks here in Maryland. Um, honestly, April? I have... What's that? Is that through April? Four more weeks? Does that take you through the month of April? Four more weeks from the end of this week. So From the end of this week. Yeah. So essentially, yeah. So okay. it was canceled through the end of this week, and now they're adding four more weeks, so six weeks. Understood. So far. Yeah. Um, I honestly have no idea if people are adhering to it well because, because so i have i mean sequestered. i've been to the grocery store actually i haven't been to the grocery store my wife went today but and she said it's it's pretty empty meaning yeah. not a lot of people there um i like i went to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription but that was a week and a half ago so it's it's been a while since that i've target, been you told that story last week yeah. yeah i haven't really been out of the house I mean, I've been outside of the house, but I haven't been in public. Been to society, yeah. We we drove around a little bit last weekend and um went to one of my daughter's friends' houses because it was her birthday to drop something off and sort of talked from on the other side of the sidewalk with them. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I have no idea what people are doing. I mean, I talked we are doing video conferencing at work and stuff but i don't know because as you know we can't really see other people on our street some of our neighbors seem to be driving places every day i'm like what the fuck are you doing i don't know where they're going where are you going most of them i think are retired anyway so i don't really know what they're doing Mm -hmm. but they they drive out and go somewhere um but I mean, as a whole, I don't think our country is doing a great job in preparedness. I think most people that I follow on social media are doing a pretty good job of staying at home, and I see a lot of. But sure. that's def- I'm definitely in my bubble, so I don't. I honestly yeah. don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the only uh, outside of what I talked about with those idiot teenagers playing a full contact game of soccer, um, there, there's a park directly across the street from that that I run in frequently as well. And the only thing I would say is there are a lot of people. At least, you know, I, I, I go out between five and six every night for my runs and there's a lot more people just walking or jogging or whatever in that park. And most of them, not all of them, but it's not a, a big concern or like, you know, if I'm coming up on one side, we'll we'll make sure we're kind of on opposite sides of the sidewalk as best we can. Not that I would normally bump into anyone or anything, but um, but that's that's really the biggest difference I've seen. We also went out. We were sick of sandwiches and hot dogs for lunch every day, so we went to Taco Bell today. And um, it's right in front of a Safeway, which is our local grocery store. And this was right at noon, 12, 15, something like that. It was slammed. Like the parking lot was completely full. Taco now, Bell was? No, 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 no. The Safeway. The Safeway parking lot. Oh. Taco Bell was normal traffic. but um, And we haven't been to the grocery store in, I think, last Thursday was the last time. I went and we both went last Tuesday. So it's, it's been over a week and we're going to have to go again tomorrow because we're running low on supplies. But, um, but it, it was just surprising to me middle of the day. And that tells me that maybe we should go at like an off hour, like 10 AM, 4 PM, 
or like right before they close, they changed their hours. This one used to be 24 hours. It's now 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., I think. And that first hour, they're doing the, they're not mandating it, but they're doing the elderly shopping, which is, which is uh-huh. good. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's, there's light traffic on the roads when I run elsewhere, not to the park, but that's to be expected, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the stuff that I can see now. Obviously social media is the Twitters and the Facebooks, you know, depending on what people's perceptions and stances are on these things. Um, it's all over the place on saying whether or not we're doing a good job. But thankfully, I think most of the people that I see, especially on Instagram and stuff like that, they're just posting like, you know, how they're, they're surviving and not literally, but you know, how they're just chilling, working from home or the things they're doing. I have one friend who every day she picks three people from her, like, I don't know, Instagram followers, I guess. And like compliments them, like posts their page and says what she likes about them. I've yet to be selected randomly. Um, but <laughs> Maybe it's like, not random. <laughs> probably not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, m- most people are positive, but the reality is m- most people, if not everyone, just really doesn't know what this timetable looks like. And so you hear one thing and you hear another thing. And, you know, this expert from this place is saying we're going to be doing this for six more months. This person says it might be three more weeks. And it's like everyone, literally everyone is using incomplete information. So I quickly stopped. I mean, I, I, I read some stuff. I try to educate myself, but the people that are like speculating on what the timetable is, I stopped paying attention to that because you don't know. I don't care if you're an epidemiologist, 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 or, you know, whatever, or, uh, you know, well, you uh, should care that epidemiologists expert. know more than, well, I understand, but my point is, but, but they're still guessing too. Or... But yeah, but they're guessing knows? based on know? data and because they, that's what they do is like measure, infection and how it spreads i mean i think it's probably going to be about two months two more months or two months total probably two months total i imagine like so by the end of next month things will be end of yeah i would say back to normal eh, i don't know i would say sometime in may we'll probably be starting to reintegrate i don't know it could be june though I would, it's, See, I don't this think it's is gonna, exactly what I'm no, talking No, I, I mean, about. I don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to be before May or June. Okay. It we're meaning sort of, normal life. It being like going out in public because we're like okay. where cases are declining or have slowed and are not like exponentially increasing every day, which they are right now. Right. And that's only going to get worse because our testing has sucked and... See, so here, here's the thing. Let's talk about that for just cases. a second. Let's talk about that for just a second. So, yes, I, I agree. If you look at a graph, specifically if you look at a graph of just the U.S. positive tests and a graph that goes back to like mid to early February, you have nothing, nothing, or literally or close to nothing, nothing, nothing. And then in the last 10 days, there are these giant spikes where, you know, 7,000, I think, I think yesterday was 10,000 like new cases spiking up. In, in the U.S. But here's the question. And here's what people don't talk about. They're like, oh my God, this is growing exponentially. First of all, look up the definition of exponentially. It's not growing exponentially, you moron. But second of all, it is but growing second of all, no, it's not. But yeah, it's it not consistent. Not, 
the curve is not an exponential curve consistently. But second of all, here's the thing. But second of all, the testing, our testing is just now getting more prolific. Coming so of along, course yes. our of course our numbers are going to spike. Like what the fuck else are they supposed to do? So it could have been that two weeks ago there were 500,000 cases in America. We just didn't know about them. But now every day we're adding 10,000, 8,000, 12,000 to the number. So it's incomplete information because you don't know how many of those people already yes. had to begin with. And we're just now But you understand that uh, since the, the person, anyone infected, infects like two and a half people each. Right. Yeah, I saw that math. It, grow, it grows exponentially faster than a typical virus if not so quarantined yes I if, agree 100%. if the uh if 500,000 had it two weeks ago pretty much the whole country would have it by now because sure none of those people knew it and or whatever and they were interacting yeah, yeah. 475,000 people had it and didn't know right. it <laughs> yeah. so we're going to max out our population pretty quickly but um and that's going to happen at some point like right so there's 300 million people in the United States so yeah, there's a breaking point, obviously. Well, once we get then, to once way. we get to you know a million cases, and then it jumps to like whatever forty million cases, and it's it's going to be done. Right. But see, because but here's the, everybody here's the, here's, will have had it, or everybody's going to get it. Will have had it. Here's the thing: is that people are are looking for these daily new cases numbers to level off, if not drop a little bit. But we don't know, like, let's say, for example, this past Monday, earlier this week, across the nation, we tested 50,000 people. Well, maybe today we tested 150,000 people. So, of course, that number is going to be bigger. But maybe the next day, just because of logistics, we only test 100,000, and suddenly it looks like it dips. But what does that really mean? So, like, my point is well, these numbers are going to fluctuate the testing numbers for a not going to. I don't think the testing number is going to go down. It will eventually. It, yeah, yeah, but like it's not going to. When is that going to happen? That's the thing. It, I mean, they're trying to test as many people as they can. Um, as they should. I mean, yes. honestly, unless you have symptoms that you need to be hospitalized, you don't need to be tested. Assume you have it and just isolate yourself. Correct. PSA but, for the day. But if you have, if you. <laughs> If you've had symptoms, you've probably given it to somebody else because it's been hanging out on you for 10 days or whatever. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, the number is going to keep going up until it sort of hits that peak. Critical mass. And then it's going to slow down. But that's the thing. Like, it's just so – this this is why I keep saying incomplete information. It's so hard to tell what that peak – looks like like for example it's mathematically very possible that over the next three days we could have fewer new cases but then on that fourth day it could spike up and be the biggest day we've had yet so people are going to draw conclusions oh the the number of positive cases are going down but then for whatever reason we test an area that's been heavily hit and we get seventeen thousand new cases and suddenly we're spiked back up again so I think it's going to, but it, that, that's what that, I'm saying. If you're doing, if you're quiet. doing that sort of shotgun testing, then you might as well not test at all because that's completely useless information. Like the people that are the testing, that's not yeah. happening though. They're trying to do it in a systematic way. But do we know that? 
But ha- yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. I'm not saying it's that they're like, all right, let's go to Topeka, Kansas and test the population of Topeka because that's a waste of resources and everything else. My point is we don't we don't know how quickly the tests are disseminating themselves around the country. We don't know when, you know, a big population center, Washington, D.C., gets their batch of 100,000 tests and they start distributing or Dallas, Texas gets theirs and they start doing their thing. Like, we just don't know what that looks like. I mean, someone knows because someone's yeah, distributing the tests. I, I think but... that's fair, but I think it's I, – I think your hypothetical situation where it's – we're jumping tens of thousands of cases in the same place – day by day is not going to happen it's gonna it's gonna there might be slight abnormalities or sort of dips in the numbers mm-hmm. but i think it's going to be a, it's going to be a curve you know what i mean like new york city well, yeah had, ultimately sure like i'm reading new york times right now new york new york city had like thirty thousand cases today or something or reported twenty thousand confirmed cases and 280 deaths uh wednesday evening so that's today Yeah, they're not going to. Dr- they're not going to drop to like 500 cases tomorrow. Right. Yeah, New York is jumping. It, by it, leaps it and might. Bounds. It might go down. It it'll probably go up to like 28,000 tomorrow, but it could sure. go to like 22, which would be a a smaller increase. But you know what I mean. It's not going to like drop to 2,000 tomorrow. That's just not going to happen. Sure. So maybe on a and this is getting mathy, so I apologize. Maybe if we do like a five-day average curve. When that starts to, when that peaks and starts going down, then we can safely say, okay, we're headed in the right direction. I mean, I think part of the problem, part of the problem too, with with the late testing is like, I've been reading reports about like the New York City hospital system is already overwhelmed. So people are like going into Massachusetts and they'll be going to Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, like Connecticut. that's going to spread. That's going to spread the spread and spread just spread. sort of increase that more so. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a total state distribution, total cases, active cases. New York is over 30,000. The next biggest is New Jersey at 43 and Washington, which was like the epicenter for the U S when this first started is in fourth place at 2,300. So it really dips pretty quick after New York. Like New York is 32,000 out of 60. It's almost half of active cases. And it's because of Westchester. I have a couple people I know that I've worked with that live in Westchester. And they're like, yeah, we are on complete lockdown. Like they can't do anything. There was a 60 minute story about it too. Like they can't leave their house. And they're, they're, they're keeping it like they're holding them to that. I mean, we're not supposed to, you know, again, social distancing and self quarantine, but I can go to the grocery store right now if I wanted to, although they close in 30 minutes. But anyway, so yeah, we'll keep our eye on it. Yeah, so Central. again, looking at this New York Times, the cases are rising the fastest right now in U.S., Spain, Italy, France, Germany, and Iran for some reason. Yeah, the Iran thing is... is... Those, are, those are all over 1,000 cases a day. Yeah, and we're well over that. Well over 1,000 cases a day here. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, the, and that this is on their map. The there's like another tier, which is so they have like plus a hundred cases, and then the net plus a thousand. This is for the last week, so. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, there's one thing we do in the U.S. We win, so. <laughs> Gold medal. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of winning, but yes. 
Yeah, we blew past Spain earlier this week. I was tracking it. We're now in third place behind China and Italy for total cases. But, I mean, if you look at sort of this, they have kind of a graph of how they're increasing. And China's like, you know, they're they're in the decreasing mode. They're only getting Yeah, it's, like, it's level. Yeah, yeah. All, all the new cases in China are basically from outside China. Yes. <clears throat> so. I have seen that. I've seen that, that graph with the slopes and everything. And it says what's happening every day, every two days. Yeah. I've seen that one online a couple different times. Um, but yeah, it looks like the epicenter right now is definitely the New York Metro area. Oh, for Although sure. There's some other pockets. It looks like Chicago ish, Washington What's state. The... Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. It's in San Francisco uh, area. Bay area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not surprising. Any of those things. Denver's Denver's right there. We're in the top ten for sure. Oh yeah, you're you're there. Thousand cases. Hell yeah. I mean, the eastern seaboard just looks like a fucking bomb went off. Well, if you mean if you're looking at the same map that I am or similar map, I'm on the Johns Hopkins site. It's just it's it might as well be Verizon coverage or population <laughs> coverage. Like it's, yeah, I know, it just I know. Follows exactly. <laughs> you know. But I mean, obviously, it's more densely packed. Okay. Yeah, where there are more cases. Yeah. There are weird I'll, outbreaks like. I, I'll give you credit. What? Like what? I was going to say, like, I'll give you credit. Uh, P-Town. P-Town, not too bad. But go ahead. Louisiana. Uh, I guess that's probably New Orleans or Baton Rouge. There seems to be a big spike down there. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's New Orleans. 827 confirmed. I don't know what that city is in Michigan, but something big's going on there. Probably Detroit. Yeah, it's Detroit. Is that where Detroit is? I don't I don't know Michigan geography that well, but Yeah. It's right there in the at the bottom of the mitt, like the wrist of the mitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. D-town. Population centers. Although Yeah. Miami. Some big going too much. See that's that's I you know, I've heard a lot of people speculate that oh the heat will drive it off. Well Miami's got it. Not. Yeah, I think I think what I've read is no one knows if the or people don't think the heat's really going to make any difference. Yeah, it's a lot of speculation. Or it could, but probably not. Yeah, probably not. Silly heat, heat wave, no good, not a help. Anyway, all right. Let's so call what were we pod. talking about? Oh. I, I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about the Wuhan. The pandemic. It's not called the Wuhan. Pandemic. It's called COVID nineteen. No, no, no! I'm not saying that the pandemic is called Wuhan. We were talking about Wuhan. All in check. I wish we had it all in check. That's boy. I'm pretty sure I made that joke about an hour ago, but that's okay. You know what? It doesn't matter. We're all here, or not? We're all here. We are here to entertain, folks. Keep. We are again. We are your COVID nineteen headquarters. You need info. You need entertainment. You need to listen to Todd search Google for a while. We got you. <laughs> we got you all in check. Wuhan people. Wuhan. Um I mean what do you, so yeah. what's your what's your prediction for return slight returns to normalcy? So I'm keenly aware that a lot of it depends on what the municipalities decide to do. For example, initially I was only gonna work from home till the end of this week and then go back to work. But then the governor of Colorado said no one can go back to work until No no no. <laughs> until when? Yeah. Until April 10th. So, and it's very possible that will extend as well. Um, I, 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 I kind of said it earlier. I think at some point in mid to late April, 
I think things will start to get back to normal. And then by mid-May, late May, I think our lives will be 90% back to where they were. The one thing that I have no idea on, which could make a, a relatively noticeable impact, is the restaurants. I feel like that's kind of the last bastion. Um, and I feel like those, unfortunately, because I know that's what's putting all these people into unemployment, um, that's going to be, that's a tough one. Because every restaurant, you're sitting close to people. And so, like, I can go to work right now and be in an office and, you know, social distance myself as best I can. I can't really do that in a restaurant. I mean, I, I could, but it'd be difficult. So, yeah, that's why most I, places have closed their restaurants. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we we are for sure, except for takeout and delivery. Um, but yeah, I feel yeah. like Sorry. public public right. eating together. Right? I I feel like oddly, other businesses could open even sooner and force social distancing. I'm thinking, for example, like although no one would go, but I'm thinking like movie theaters. Like limit the number of tickets you sell, and tell people as they're going in, you know, please try to keep three seats between you and don't sit directly behind or in front of someone. Like they could, they could do that if they really wanted to have the ushers, you know, help people find seats, um, whatever the case may be. But there, there are different industries like that that could get back to doing business and force social distancing. And maybe restaurants could do that too, limit their seating. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think people aren't going to do that. I mean, maybe some people will, but I think most people aren't going to do that. Well, shit, people they... aren't doing it now. They're playing soccer down the street. So I, I, I get that. But... No, no, no. No, I mean, I I don't mean they're going to disobey the rules. I'm saying, like, if you mm. – um, I could be wrong. If you opened restaurants tomorrow, I don't think a lot of people would go back unless it was paired with the cases are going down. I think most people are scared enough where they're like, fuck that. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm not talking tomorrow. I'm talking at some point next month. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm saying... my, my point is – I think you'd have to have that number of cases are falling. If yeah. they're still not even increasing, but a steady rate of thousands of cases per day, like agreed. And I don't agreed. know. Yeah. I guess that's what we don't know. When's that going to happen? Right. That's what we were speculating earlier, but I, I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be this month. I think we'll just see ups and downs spikes at a pretty high rate between this 10 month and of March or this month of April. It's certainly this not month of March. This month of March. Fuck no. This month of March. No, that's what I'm saying. But first or second week of April, we could see a plateau and then hope. I mean, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic. I think you're being I talk to way optimistic. <laughs> think it's second week of April. You don't think it'll it'll level off by second week of April? No, I don't think so. When I say level off, I'm saying. Today, there's 20,000 new cases. Tomorrow, there's 20,000 new cases. Friday, there's 20,000 new cases. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying level off like no new cases. I'm saying a consistent number of new cases. Mm, And then 18,000, 17,000, 60, along those lines. So I'm looking at this New York Times thing. It's talking about social distancing for two weeks, 128 million total infections. This basically when we started at peaks mid May. Okay. And then it's done. Wait, it's, it's assume. Wait, it's assuming 120, oh, 128 million worldwide. Yeah. Mm, it might be <clears throat> United States. No, this is just United States. So a third of the population. Yeah. Gets it. 
Well, yeah, we're nowhere near that. We're at 60,000. Yeah, but I think I've seen better estimates. start picking up the pace if we're going to get to I've, I've seen estimates of 40 to 70% of the world will get it. I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, and I don't if you that social as as if you go. social distance for 2 months, it says mm-hmm. it would be 14 million total infections and okay. I mean that would put 2 months would put us what mid-May. It still seems to go up a little bit towards October. I'm not really sure why, but well, that's the other thing. So, social distancing for two months. So in mid in mid May we get back to our normal lives, but we're still getting cases every day. So it's that's misleading. People are like, "Oh, mid May we're all done." No, we're still adding tens of thousands worldwide every day. So, yeah, we could we could creep up to that number slowly. Now, is that is that responsible? For us to be out, be out and about when we're creating, we're still finding new cases. Probably not, but like that's the thing. How do you define when it's quote unquote done? What does that mean? Well, I don't know. We have zero new I cases? also saw on Twitter that uh, uh, Dr. Fauci said we need to think about this thing coming in waves, meaning it could. Yes, I've I've read and heard that too, and that's that's another thing that I've read. That's that... not encouraging. <laughs> no, but no, I think what he means is let's say late next month, whatever it is, we go back to, to our normal lives. And then there could be a breakout in, in Austin, Texas. And they go back to, to social distancing and self-quarantine for two or three weeks till it settles down. And then they go back to normal and then a breakout in... You know yeah, but I mean? it, it's not going to work that sort of town-by-town town shit because it's just going to keep spreading outward from those centers. Well, I, under, I understand that, but unless you have sheriffs going around and making sure no one leaves their home... People are going to keep leaving their home, even responsibly, and still get it. Like, that's not going to stop for months, if not a year, until a year plus, 18 months of what they're saying for the vaccine. So that's what I'm saying. Like, but we can't, the, the nation can't afford to be in our homes for a year and a half. Like, it would be fucking Murphy's Law and we'd all be dead. So we have to get back to some level of normalcy at some point, if not just because of cabin fever. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't. The only way to truly do it is you cannot leave your house. Yeah, and we should do that possible. for like two months. Why is that not possible? No, no, no. But you said so yourself. You guys drove around. You went. You have to go to the grocery store. And if not, yeah, you do have to go. To the, that person's I, out of their house. Yeah, but going to the grocery store and taking precautions, staying away from people. That's fine. That's different. And I'm all than, about doing that, and that's what we're doing right now, and that's yeah. good. If I'm we, saying, I'm absolutely. saying if we, if we do this what fairly heightened level of security sure like movie theaters uh bars all that shit's closed sure you can only get takeout food i think that will greatly diminish 100 percent. it will 100 percent. but even but i'm saying fucking two months of that i'm i'm definitely gonna go stir crazy for that time <laughs> you know what i mean but i think that's what we Absolutely. that's what we yes. need to do and that's fine. I can deal with the stir crazy. I wasn't trying to say I can't deal with it. I got to go to work because I'm enjoying working in pajamas. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, let's say your prediction comes to bear. And in mid-May, we go back to work and whatever. There's still going to be new cases, is my point. And so if yeah, there's yeah. three new cases, do we flip out and everybody goes back home? No, you can't. No, no, that. no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if... It has to be a manageable number of cases. Yeah, if, if say, say at our peak, we're... 
we're at, I don't know, a million cases a day or like... No, no, no. That's never hundreds of thousands. Eh, might. I, I'll bet you a pretty shiny nickel that'll never happen. But go ahead. How much you want to bet on that? A nickel. Five, I'll bet you five dollars. Okay, five dollars. Um, so it's on the pod. Say, okay, say it's five hundred or a hundred thousand cases a day. If okay. if we don't get back to like, if that's our peak sort of new sure. cases a day, gotcha. if it drops down to say. I don't know, 20 or if, if it, it takes a curve down and we're at like maybe 20 drastic drop, 20,000 a day or 10,000, then yeah. people start going back. I think there'll still be new cases, but hopefully we'll have tested and been able to isolate people well enough. So if people are, then, then the spread is lessened is the, is the so you're saying that that 20 might turn to 25,000, but it's not going to go back up to a hundred. That's what you're saying. I'm saying the, if it's if it's going from a hundred thousand to twenty, I would assume there are measures that have been put in place. Either it's maxed out the population, or we've done enough things where it's going to continue down rather than jumping back up. Well, now that, the wave that's the, the that's waves the, thing says that maybe it'll get down to ten and then it'll creep back up to seventy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the thing that's scary. I. I hope that's not true, but it seems like it definitely could be. But again, that's the question because everyone's tracking these numbers. Everyone will see a number peak at, we'll go with what you said, 100,000. But then what is that dip to where we go back to normal? Is it If it dips to 50, if it dips to 20, if it dips to 10? And I guess different people have different, you know, measures by which they'll say, okay, now I feel comfortable going out. And so maybe people will come out in waves, to use that term and go back to the normal lives. But which one, you know, what number makes sense? I don't know. And I don't know if anyone knows. And then and then what's the number if it goes back up? If it gets to 50,000 again, we have to go back to self-quarantining? Or if it goes from 10,000 to 20,000? It's all I mean, guessing. I would, That's I I would say, it's say I would say if you're going from 100 to 20 and that curve is taking a fairly steady or steep drop-off, people will feel more comfortable start going out once it dips feels like it's only sure. going down. And then sure. if it starts doubling again, people will freak out and maybe stop going. You know what I mean? Like if that yeah. takes a week, two days, then people will be like, oh yeah. shit, we're not done. But yeah. if it's if it drops to say ten or five and then it's middling around the five to fifteen, if it jumps to like forty, I think people will be like, We're not done. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how I would do it, personally. But again, like, is that th- those jumps, let's say they're in specific cities, do just those cities or just those areas go back to quarantine? Or does everyone flip out and go back to quarantine? I don't know. I I mean, I, th- I think it'll depend partly on how many cases we've had. So if yeah. 40% of the population in the United States has gotten it, then mm-hmm. maybe cities will be like fucking everybody in town's had it. I'm not worried about it. And I think you can re-get it, which is another like... I was about to say, that's something that hasn't been proven yet, but yeah. Um, So, all those things are big what-ifs, please don't. (laughs) What-ifs, please don't. (laughs) That's a a good way of putting it. All right. 
Well, that's enough for tonight. Happy times. <laughs> Happy times here, March twenty. Shelter in place, motherfuckers. Yeah, shelter in place, motherfuckers. That might be the name of the pod. Busta Seams is in the running as well. But... Ooh-ha, ooh-ha. ODB says shelter in place. So does Busta. Shelter, shelter in place, motherfuckers. It's <laughs> definitely in the running. We'll just have to wait and see. I don't know if putting motherfuckers in the title will prevent it from mm. showing up. Just put MFers. Yeah, I'll put MFers. All right, let me, let me make that edit now. That's important. MF. Okay. Fourth wall, people. Anyway, thanks for tuning in as always. Stay safe. As Todd says, shelter in place, motherfuckers. Um, stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't go out if you don't have to. If you do, don't wear a mask because you're not helping prevent the spread. You unless, unless, unless you, you have it. it. Yeah, if you have it. Unless you have it. Go ahead. In which place, if you have it, don't go anywhere. Yeah, stay at Fucking home. get out my business, all right? My business. Get out of it. Don't don't um, go coughing all over Scott's bananas. That too. At the grocery store. I don't, I, have any, I don't think I have any bananas. No, you know what I've been doing? No, future purchases. I, future purchases. I understand. I'm only eating oranges now because they have the uh, thick skin. Hermetically sealed. Yeah. The goodness is, is. We've been eating oranges too. Beneath a quarter inch of skin. So plus it's just that kind of season. Still yeah, I mean it's it's ending orange season. We're getting towards the more edible I know, skin I know. season. The, the selection was weak last time I went, that's for so sure. So anyway. maybe maybe you should be eating bananas. I mean Again, that's also a good choice. Also hermetically sealed. I'll wash them off before I uh actually or crack them Something like a cantaloupe. Oh, a cantaloupe. Grapefruit. Oh, a mango. Star fruit. A Kiwi. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> had, had to get some food chat. 80 minute show. How can we not do any food chat? We did it in the final 90 seconds. So <laughs> I'm glad everyone enjoyed. Uh, you know where to find us. Go to Apple. Go to iPod. Whatever. Uh, iTunes, Apple, Google Play. <laughs> Rate, review, stars, all that. Sh- I don't know what I'm saying. All that good stuff. You know how to do it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a COVID 19 update from Wuhan. So, thank you as always for listening. And until next week, everybody. Peace. Bye.